Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Um, well, we had plenty of ground to cover after oh, the weekend's football and more. amount of sport, wasn't it? We were joined by a former soldier turned jockey, Guy Disney. Uh, his uh, documentary, uh, Against All Odds, part of the ITV mm. documentary series, is on tonight on ITV4. And he had an interesting story to tell. Um, and we also had a bit of a chat about various things. Well, we looked um, at the big wedding at the weekend. We did, yeah. Andy um, gave us his very beautiful, considered take on the Beckham Pelts wedding. And we also had some clips of the week pewter from 2000. And two. So here okay, it all pelts really. Here it all is. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Yes, good afternoon, Paul. Now, somebody in this studio felt that uh, on Friday that Chelsea would lose 3 1. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was me. No, it was me. Yeah. And the thing is, uh, obviously, I'm completely wrong, which was brilliant. Wasn't well, you it? were wrong. Yeah, I think um, the facts are uh, utterly uh, wrong. Uh, yeah. And the thing is, I think I went with Tuchel's gloomy mood after the Madrid game. So I took it into the thing. I never normally publicly uh, go against Chelsea, even if I don't think they'll win. I don't normally say it. Even yeah. the producer said to me, scorched earth after you I You were did. a bit. I mean, you did sound a bit like him. I mean, it's not like you to, to, to you know, to <laughs> even uh, have a gloomy mood. Than I was. <laughs> he was, he was. Maybe it just... Uh, yeah, I, well, I did what I thought... What hmm. I often do when I get to a sort of bad state, I have a sort of detox because I think this is just not doing me any yeah. good following it. So I decided I wasn't going to follow the game at all and I started watching the Lakers Dynasty program. And yeah. Didn't know. And then you sent me a text saying, and relax. I just <laughs> I did. <laughs> I, 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 I can actually tell people what the exchange was because for a change it wasn't that sweary because they were doing well. But uh, where's it gone? Yes, uh, I said to you, da, da, dee, dee, where's it gone? I did just give you a quick and relax, I remember. Mm. And uh, you said, I, I, I take it we've scored. And I said, oh, yeah, you've scored all right. Don't worry about that. I think it was about 4-0 at the time. I was in Birmingham. I went up yes. for the, uh, the Villa game. Um, my oldest lad lives up there, so we got tickets and I went up there and watched the game with him and my youngest boy and we had a I mean we had a, a pretty tough 43 minutes after we had yeah, scored it was a strange really, game wasn't we're it really? right at it and um, played very well first half but Hugo Lloris kept them out and second half I think the quality of the finishing told that was the big difference really they, they have put in some good second half performances didn't they Spurs lately yeah. you know. well they needed to because they were mm. you know first half they were really under the cosh and it, 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 as everybody said it could have been 3-4-1 but for the goalkeeper a couple of things um I don't know if this is normal or not. I don't go to a lot of away games these days, so maybe I'm I'm out of whack. But hmm. um, 
at Tottenham, and I'm sure a lot of clubs as well, you read out both teams before just before kickoff when the teams come out. Hmm. You go through both teams. Normally, yeah. Most Villa, of Villa didn't. They just do really? the Villa team. It's like we weren't there. <laughs> Thanks. So they didn't. I mean, they obviously, maybe do it earlier when they're announced at ten past three. But before kickoff, unless I'm going completely mad, they didn't announce the Tottenham team. Maybe that's maybe a few. You, you can't remember whether Chelsea do that or not. I or think, they, I think they do announce the other team. Yeah, pretty yeah. much they do. I think they it do was an oversight well, or yeah. policy or or what? But yeah. anyway, uh, just an observation. No more than that. Um, a couple of things to get going on. Andy mentioned this the mm. other day, but I didn't realise it was available already. It's a vegetarian option. At Chelsea, um, and I, Andy, you've got to try it for us one day. The cauliflower, the seven ninety five. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's nice. It's uh, the vegan dish of um, seven coated buffalo cauliflower wings and four sticks. That's of what I'll be getting on the Chelsea website today. Seven coatings, <laughs> <laughs> four sticks of celery. Yeah, and you had a song about that cauliflower, of course. Yeah, yeah exactly. But yeah, um, I mean, it's seven ninety five. Uh, mm. The fried cauliflower. And the bits of celery. You're going to give it a crack on? No. <laughs> well, although I, I do like that sort of thing, but I wouldn't. I, not, I don't normally eat of Chelsea. Okay, fair enough. I don't think you, I don't think you buy food there. I'm, I'm lost track of it all. But there you go. Um, but I'm interested. We're interested to hear from you. That is pretty weird and wonderful. If you've taken in sort of sporting culinary delights around the world, what's the best and worst of it you've encountered? Oh, clearly, for me, Dortmund. The, the best. best. Oh yeah. That Vilas. Venus schnitzel sandwich. Fantastic, that wasn't was really it? Good, yeah, yeah, that was quality. Um, but the worst of it, the best and worst of, um, of uh, the good people at Footy Scran, of course, show us pictures of this all mm. the time on Twitter, but we'll tap into your knowledge of uh, the best and the worst you've encountered. I don't know if the cauliflower and celery is any good or not, but um, maybe you've tried it. Let us know. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. You can text to 81089 or you can tweet to TS H&J. We're going to have a good look back at the Premier League weekend. Mm. Tom Rennie... All, uh, all I can say about us? United is no wonder Sir Alex prefers racing. <laughs> yeah, God, yeah, it was. Uh, I, I watched that uh, before uh, we we set off for uh, for Villa Park, and it wasn't. It, yeah, not great, was it? Not at it at all. Nope. And Cristiano not covering himself in glory, really knocking that young lad's phone out of his hand. But I'm sure there'll be. Yeah, there's go- <laughs> not the story at all, but the actual coverage of it in the in the Sun today. They've got they they, they put the phone broke. Like one left. <laughs> so they actually got a photo of a broken phone. I can imagine they, yeah. anybody got their phone in the office. Yeah. <laughs> can we put a hammer Yeah, go it? and get the work placement kid. Smash their phone with a hammer. We'll just tell him we'll buy him a new one. We won't. We won't. But just tell him we will. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist. 
specialist to find out if it's right for you. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. ITV's Fine Against All Odds documentary series continues on ITV4 tonight at 9pm. The subject this evening is the jockey Guy Disney. Before we chat to Guy, let's bring you a flavour of tonight's show. Everybody loves the story, but it's not really what people think it is. Having that journey, I have lost my right leg. I don't know what the future looks like here. Arctic, South Pole. Racing. The gallant guy Disney, he's going to win the Royal Artillery. I wasn't doing it to try and set a benchmark for people with missing limbs. I just wanted to race. That's all I wanted to do. Life has to move forward. Yeah, Guy, uh, as you probably gathered from that, was injured uh, in Afghanistan, and uh, but he did become the first jockey to ride with a prosthetic limb back in 2015. I know he doesn't like the term amputee jockey, so we'll try not to use it. No, fair enough. Good afternoon, Guy. Hi, how you doing? Good, thank you. I mean, look, it, it, it's it's a phrase that it's a useful two words that, that, that come up, but I, I understand from watching the documentary, it's something that frustrates you a little bit at times. Yeah, look, there are pluses and minuses. I mean, negative, I rust if I go in the sea. Positive, I probably spend <laughs> less on socks than you. That's, that's an interesting way of, of looking at it. I mean, did did you ride a lot before before what happened to you or, or not? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so I rode a bit before I joined the army and the army's good. Like if you're on rotation of operational tours, you're sort of busy with that. But when you're on downtime, they'll let you go and work in yards and things. So yeah, I rode a bit as an amateur before and then, yeah, what happened happened and, and was pretty desperate to get back in the plate. Um, it's interesting. This, uh, your um, racing license was it proved quite difficult. Was it a lot more difficult to get than you thought? Yeah, it took about four years trying wow. to get it back. So I applied in 2011. I mean, I think the trouble is, I slightly thought that they'll just give it back. And you know, I think it's one of those where they probably said no, not really wanting to discuss it. And I felt I had a case, but it just took time to get it together to, to prove that. What was the what yeah, was the what problem? Was yeah, what were the issues that they had with you riding with a prosthetic limb? Yes, yeah, so they're very legitimate. So the, the ankle I've got on the prosthetic leg has got no flex in it, so it could get caught in a stirrup and get dragged. Um, so you found a way that it couldn't physically get stuck in an iron. Um, the other thing is they sort of felt I wouldn't know if I was losing my stirrup. I the foot was you know jockeys lose their stirrup in races the whole time. So I said, look, I I feel 
I still feel my foot, even though it's not there. So if I tap my foot on a chair, I know it's which part of the foot it's tapping. Um, so it's just it's called proprioception. So it's knowing where your limbs are in time and space. So I, if I said to you guys, touch your nose with your index finger with your eyes closed, you could do it. Mm. I feel slightly differently with it. I just did it. It works. Thanks. A little bit of a racing background. Your dad was doctor and he was at had a role at Cheltenham Racecourse. So is that sort of part of your background of racing? Yeah, so dad dad was head doc at Cheltenham and and did it for about twenty seven years. So I was very lucky growing up. Um a lot of mates were jockeys. Tom Scudamore's a really good pal, so we used to head off, you know, before we could even um, doing any racing ourselves and, and watch obviously his dad Peter riding which was good fun I mean you, you make the point in the documentary that you know you you lost a leg and it was a life-changing moment for you but the, the young 18 year old lad alongside you that day in the armoured vehicle lost his life so it, it puts things into perspective from your point of view I think massively I mean I, I I'm very lucky to be here um, and there's lots of other guys who've been in my position but I think it's one of those where you've got to try and enjoy life you know you see what's going on in ukraine at the moment and i think yeah life is tough in this country at the moment but there's people who've got it a lot worse um so i think that that it might sound completely ridiculous but that's slightly my mentality in life is looking at people who haven't got it quite as good and you think okay you know life life is okay yeah what, what's it? I mean, is there a big difference when you're racing against the pros? Uh, do you, um, and we've seen an amateur win the Grand yeah. National at the weekend, <laughs> so true. it can't be done. But do you, I mean, I, I saw you talking about Richard Johnson a little while ago, and kind of a good support network, the jockeys. They were very welcoming and supportive of you. They're awesome, I have to say. I mean, I, for me, I mean, it'd be like sitting in the rugby stand, sat, sat next to someone like Will Greenwood. You know, you, you know these are your heroes. Mm. And... And I found when you ride against other amateurs, you learn a bit. But then when you ride against the pros, you know, you're so quick over the fences, them in a finish. Um, but then someone like Sam Whaley-Cohen, you know, he's an immaculate amateur. Like, he's as good as there is. Um, but riding against the pros is pretty cool. Um, you just, you just, they've got so much more time when they're, when they're in the race. And you watch them doing what they're doing. And you're like, she should be nice to be able to do that. And what, what, finally, what are your ambitions uh, racing-wise? <laughs> I think I probably come to the end of my time in the saddle so bit old bit fat so i think <laughs> armchair jockey now um i've got a few, a few horses in at home um buying the odd young youngster and selling it so we'll see um yeah not sure what comes next but enjoying enjoying watching it from afar at the moment and you're and you're, you're pleased with the documentary i am i mean i only did it because i got a lump of cash from them but i uh <laughs> Br- brutally honest well, that's there, fair man. enough isn't it really <laughs> it's one of those where i mean it, it looks so hypercritical because the whole way through I'm just going, God, I hate doing TV and stuff. But uh, it, it's fine. And the guy who did it, he'd actually done some research, which is nice. And it wasn't just those questions of like, what did you feel when your leg got blown off? Like, it's, mm. you can't really answer much with that. But he, he did some research. And yeah, the version of Guy Disney that comes across, I quite like him. I quite like to meet him. <laughs> and the, the, I think the interviews with your folks are, are, are really interesting as well. So I mean, I'm sure people will... Will enjoy it, and you know, I, I, you don't want to be seen as as a sort of uh, a poster boy or person for this, but I, I think you probably are. I mean, if people watch, I know you're involved also in uh, a, a diversity in racing group as well, or you were. So, I mean, that is that something you're you're kind of keen to promote? Yeah, I am. I think it's important. I think there's two sides to diversity. You know, there's one; it, it's the right thing to do to get a more diverse workforce, but also I think. 
being quite objective about it, like the amount of talent that is out there that you can access, whether that's more people viewing a sport or getting engaged in it, and you're just missing out on different opinions. I mean, I'm sounding very sort of flippant on it, but there's opportunity in diversity, and I think that's what I really feel. Good stuff. Well, uh, we look forward to, uh, to watching it tonight. Thank you, Guy. Good to talk to you. All the best. Cool, good to see you. Bye. Guy Disney there. Uh, you can see is Against All Odds documentary to 9 o'clock on ITV4 tonight and at 11 o'clock on ITV mm-hmm. tomorrow. Yeah, inspiring story. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. One of the players playing in the uh, Masters, I just couldn't pronounce his name. He's a South African golfer. It's B-E-Z-U-I-D. E N H O U T so E Z U Y D Yeah no B Z U I D E N H O U T So I thought I'll look it up how you can look at how to pronounce it. Listen yeah. to this. I mean, can't even hear it now. Oh I know why not. I've got those on. Here we go. Here we go. Bless you. <laughs> Bazoodanout. Bazoodanout. That's, how, that's how you say to somebody who sneezed. Don't you? <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you on that one. Brilliant. Yes. And uh, where else? Oh, we haven't talked about the big wedding. Unfortunately, I, oh, I knew. I knew you'd go in two footed on that. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't get invited, Andy. I definitely knew you wouldn't get even for the evening. Honestly, I really hope. You know, they drove off in a beautiful old vintage Jag. Yeah. 500 grand's worth of XK140. It's a gift from... Well, the... is it? I hope they just hide it. Don't give a 23-year-old that car as a gift. That's a ridiculous thing to do. Do what oh, he likes, can't he? Oh, don't. It's just, you know, what are you, what's he going to You don't think he's going to afford the insurance? No, I'm sure he can. I just don't think it's a very good idea, really. It did sound quite. He's like now Peltzbeckham, I understand. Yes, he's, he is Brooklyn he, Peltzbeckham. He didn't go down the Beckham Peltz. He went down the Peltzbeckham. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Yeah, he's normally taken that route. Yeah, and uh, there was a, a, the usual selection of people were there. You know mm. that you'd expect. Uh, Eva Longoria has always been a friend of. Was John uh, Kettley there? He wasn't there. Funny enough. Okay, I just Serena thought I just was a random. I didn't I know they knew Serena and Venus Williams. They managed to be there, which yeah. was good. Um, Maybe the Peltz side of the family. Could have been, yeah. David Blaine was there doing card tricks at the table. Can you imagine Was he? Yeah. He was the close magic bloke <laughs> going around the table. Wow. And uh, the happy couple had their first dance to Can't Help Falling in Love by Elvis Presley. That's fair enough, isn't oh, it? Okay. Guest tucked into an asparagus starter. Nice. That'll be just asparagus then. Yeah. <laughs> what else could it be? Asparagus quiche, I suppose. It could be unlikely for a wedding. Oh, had the, had well, he the, went, <laughs> went down Iceland and got some quiches in. Yeah. Had had spent the, all the money on the car. There's all that left for the really. catering. Uh, the food was served at 8 30 who cares what time the food is over really <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant isn't it yeah uh what else what else got? happened Andy, at the uh, wedding? there were six white tiered cakes all in different sizes well of course it's a wedding cake it'd be a bit odd if they were all the same size it's like a parallel but six cake. different cakes well six, or six tiers on six one cake tiers on one cake so okay. you can start with a wide one. Oh yeah i know cakes get, work yeah, yeah. Otherwise, they'd yeah. just all fall over, wouldn't they? <laughs> they would Start be. with a narrow one, get wider at the top. Uh, Brooklyn gave a short but sweet speech. I don't know how they know that. And held his emotions together. That's Tremendous, good. yeah. Uh, however, guests said he cried when he saw Nicola in her dress at the altar. Well, he didn't have to pay for it, did he? Yeah. <laughs> You're such a cynic, Andy. <laughs> really? Such a cynic. <laughs> it's a shame. Honestly, what are Two you Two young you people, oh, the rest of their lives, well, we hope so. driving off in a jag. <laughs> Six-tier cake, <laughs> Iceland be. quiche. What more do you want? <laughs> Fantastic. Iceland quiche. Who, who, was, who was the band? Yeah, what was the oh, music? Was, what uh, music did they Yeah, they did have... Uh, hold on. It was Mark Antony, Latino legend. Oh, Mark Antony, the Latino legend. I can't say I've ever Mark? heard of him, really. Maybe we can find a bit of Mark Antony. He performed too, a one-hour gig with his band. 
Wow, tremendous. Go. Mark Antony, Latino legend. Let's look him up. Yeah, and it's so fantastic. Yeah, there he is. Known for his Latin salsa numbers. But they, uh, the star managed to do a story where they always do this. They, uh, they, they go into social media mm. and they find a sort of angle. So this is basically, Brooklyn Beckham has been teased by fans who said they hope he didn't take his own wedding snaps. Uh, one tweeted, hope Brooklyn Beckham didn't take his own wedding photos. Well, that's the same as the headline. Another Twitter user posed a blurry image with the caption, exclusive first look at Brooklyn's wedding photos. I mean, he wouldn't take his own photos, would he? So, you know, <clears throat> leave him alone. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, uh, fundamentally, I take it obviously all the, the uh, David's mum and dad were there. Um, mm. And, you know, they're sort of old East End, aren't they, really? Yeah. So whenever I went to uh, family weddings when I was a kid, the sort of East End weddings, you'd have to have March of the Mods. <laughs> And you'd have to have have an oak. Keep singing. Go for longer than 25 seconds. I didn't sing. Your missus gets a rake off if I do more than 25 seconds of March of the Month. This is it. They would have had to finish with the Okie Koki. In the days before you finish with New York, New York, you'd finish with the Okie Koki at a. That would be tremendous. So I wonder if Ted. Wouldn't well, it be great, wouldn't it? Ted's and Ted and mm. Mrs. Peltz, David's dad and Mrs. Peltz, doing the okey cokey. That's what it's all about. <laughs> they it could have be, been. You, you would have been fantastic. I'd like to think there was a bit of bit of the Beckham influence. Yeah, it'd be and nice if there was Adam's a, influence very, being fed very, into the wedding. It wasn't all glitz. Unlikely. Uh, you Rob, are listening to Talk Sport, by the well, way. What is sport? Rob Halston of Torquay <clears> in Devon. Don't know if you know him, John. He wrote he, completely different. He said, I'm not usually sentimental, but in these troubled times, whatever your views on the rich and famous, the wedding of Brooklyn Beckham and Nicola Pelt was heartwarming. Yeah. But now he knows that. has been no pictures. I hope the prenup entered into by the son of millionaires and daughter of billionaires crumbles to dust over many years and never sees the light of day. What, a, a, lovely. Wonderful, what a wonderful man. It's a beautiful man after my own heart. Yeah, we are. You're a terrible man, Andy, but we knew that anyway. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Uh, Nick, they're telling us the news that uh, the preferred bidders are in and the government seem happy with the four that have been selected. Yes, that's well, good. That's, that's all down to me, that is. Yeah, it's <laughs> all down to me. My Putting letters the, that your I've letter, written. Your badly spelt letter to no, the no, sports I've minister. Said, I've, I've three more since then, don't worry about it. Have, did you check the spelling? Yeah, Andy, I'd, in case I'd you one... missed it, Andy was railing against the sports minister and some comments he'd made, so Andy sent him an email, but... It, you know, in a fit of peak, it had a few typos in it. Um, so I don't know what the sports minister made of it. To be honest, there was one typo, but I don't think I can admit what it was. <laughs> you got to be so careful. You got to be so careful. Yeah, it you? was bad. I'll tell you off here. Okay. Well, that won't help the <laughs> listeners. Wasn't, will wasn't it? the best name. Yeah. We'll put it this way: it's somebody that's very much hated at the moment, and I managed to put a typo in his name. Okay. That wasn't good. Fair enough. All yeah. right. Um, this Darren tells us he said I went to the Mark Anthony and J Lo wedding reception in New York. Oh, yeah, I, I was, was quite impressed, yeah. but then yeah. I read on. Well, I walked out of my hotel and up their red carpet and posed for the press <laughs> before I was refused entry by the bouncers. <laughs> so you almost good, got in. Darren, good effort, unfortunately. Good work. Yeah, we got a bit of Mark Anthony. Oh, I like a bit of this. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Imagine that the old Beckham Pelts wedding. Fantastic. <laughs> but can his band? Play March of the Mods and the Okie Koki. That's their speciality. Imagine that when they were doing, they gave them the set list and he said, mainly your stuff, Mark, you know, Latin classics. The, the first dance, you can do the first dance, you know, uh, Can't Help Fall in Love, the Elvis version. Yeah, I, yeah Mark says, I'd turn my hand to that. And uh, then Ted says, 
This is called March of the Mods. I sing it. Then you jump back and you jump forward and you walk on. Then there's a bit that goes. And they're saying, this is a. We reached 25 seconds. This is a truly. This is a truly terrible song, mate. It's a. I don't care. We're playing it. And then. Why not play the original for the listeners so that they can hear it? You have the whole Beckham Adams clan standing in front of the stage with Mark Anthony's like 25 piece Latin. You don't want to hear the original? Joe Lost version? No, no, you're okay. <laughs> How much are you going to make? You make fortunes out of that, Andy. The missus. Sure, don't make anything out of it. But they're all at the front of the stage going, mm. now listen, Mark, this is the way you put your left leg in, your left leg. It would have been great, wouldn't it? Oh, <laughs> that's what it's... No, okay, probably. But they would have had to learn. If you're doing, if you're a wedding band, you've got to learn <laughs> the tunes, true. haven't you, really? Yesterday, I was uh, I wrote an article in one of the papers, and, you know, we've always had a joke on this show about Brian Close, what a great cricketer he was, but Tremendous. how brave he was. He was the hardest man in the world. Hardest man in the world. Yeah. I didn't realise that Eric Morecambe had picked up on this. Eric Morecambe had a joke that basically said this, you can always tell it's summer when you hear the sound of leather on Brian Close. That's <laughs> a very, very good line. Yeah, it's a great line. Very good it? line. Probably one of Eddie Braben's, to be fair, but it's a very good yeah, line. I liked yeah. it. Good. Uh, we've got some... Uh, shall we bring you the clips? Shall we do that? Yeah. We'll bring these for you now because these are some uh, clips of the week pewter uh, from back in 2003. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Yeah, so we had these old mini-discs all gathering dust somewhere a while back and the producer's got an old mini-disc player from when mm. he was a child and basically digitises these clips. He, he, he also has to edit them, that's what I have to tell you. He puts the work in, doesn't he? He does. Despite I don't mean edit them, edit them, I mean... Oh yeah, there's some. There's some that have. I think it's fair to say, um, some of these clips have not stood the test of time. No, they haven't. Yeah, um, different times. I think well, is the were, phrase, yeah. and we heard one of them earlier on. Uh, mm. Yeah. Anyway, um, these are the ones we can play. Although myself and Andy have mm. not heard them since uh, 2003, so uh, we trust the producer, of course, that these are broadcastable and, as Stuart Pierce would say, humourable. So here's the first one. We start with Mike Parry reading out a text. Right, OK, here's uh, Ivan the Post in York. I'll tell you what, Al, all these posties, and we have lots of um, listeners, welcome to you all out there, guys, doing a great job. Um, they must walk around these little mobile text machines, wasn't they? Because always sending us text, right... It's a mobile text machine. It was the early days, possibly. We was that the early, early days of mobile. We had mobile phones. I think they, they yeah, mobile text machines. Okay. So, and staying with Mr. Parry and the texts. Tim from Winchester. Winchester Cathedral. Yep, always burst into song, you know. It was a bit of a trademark, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, he doesn't sound any different, does he? So, I mean, no. Alan sounds like he's about 12 in a lot of these cases. That's Mike true. just sounds exactly the same. He does. Uh, let's uh, head over to the phone lines now. Whatever you do, you have to reassure people. Now, take the suffragettes. When my mum was born in 1897, women didn't have the vote. And the... <coughs> Sorry. Uh, Our young producer, not he said uh, this is potentially the poshest caller Talksports ever had. That was the late great Tony Benn, political colossus. I thought it was Tony Benn. Yeah. yeah. Hello, Adrian. Tony here. (laughs) Great show, lads. Do you want to hear it again? This is him. No doubt. Whatever you do, you have to reassure people. Now, take the suffragettes. When my mum was born in 1897, women didn't have the vote. And the. (coughs) (coughs) <coughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> it was a bit faster, wasn't it? I was expecting him to shout a word. Shout a word after that. Uh, one-time overnight <laughs> presenter John Kearns now looking forward to the day ahead on Talksport. Oh, it's seven oh four. Twenty 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 is how you reach the John Cairn show here on Talk Sport this morning. At six o'clock, it is Mike Parry and Alan Brazil just keeping you informed of the day ahead. Of course, as we go into Wednesday, the third of September, Mike Dickin along at ten o'clock. That's the uh, all star lineup, of course. Uh, no doubt about that. Yeah, then it's us two. Yeah. Yeah, those two idiots. It's I have to tell you, nothing's changed. <laughs> Nothing. I often hear plugs in the mouth. Oh, don't forget to listen to Jim and uh, Andy's Simon. not. But Andy's not a bitter man. That's the important Andy thing. Andy Goldstein, along with Drive. You think? Yes. Hello. hello? Andy's not a bitter man. <laughs> no, not at all. It's marvellous. You reap what you sow, Andy. Well, that's, that's all very I'm true, saying. Actually. Um, Anyway, it's me, is it isn't it? you, yeah. Uh, yes, it is, yeah. Back to Mike Parry again, who was uh, talking about David Blaine's infamous stunt where he stood in a Perspex box next mm. to the Thames. Blimey, was that that long ago? Yes. Will he suddenly just disappear from the box? And will he reappear, for instance, you know, within minutes on top of um, something like um, Snowdonia, Mount Snowdon in, in Wales? Or will he appear on the top of the London Eye again? Or will he appear at Edinburgh Castle? Do you see what I mean? Will he just be able to, shoof, you know, um, beam me up Dr Spock and go somewhere else? No, he's, he's, that's because he's a magician, Mike. I doubt if he can do any of those things because he's a magician. That they're not real. Well, Doctor Spock, beam anybody up? I don't know. I, I don't know. It's a child expert. Poor old David Blaine is reduced to doing table magic, as we heard. Yeah, that's right. I'm not sure he was well paid. Oh, probably a for decent it. fee. Yeah, yeah. I imagine so. Yeah. Old layer of cake for doing that. I would have thought. What's next? Alan Brazil now introducing a guest. Right, uh, coming up next, we're going to cross over to Italy. Max Evangelista, on a serious note now, were you there at Lingfield last night? <laughs> I doubt it very much. Italian football expert uh, Max Evangelista. What do you make of Lingfield? Were you at the all-weather? He at likes the all-weather. He doesn't like it when they do the, on he the loves, grass bit. He yeah. loves it. Yeah, he loves it on the, uh, the corrugated iron. <laughs> anyway, um, what's next? As I said, well, Alan sounds 12. Mike Parry doesn't know, sound any it's different. amazing, isn't it? Returning to Mr Parry, here he is again. Professor Brian Vickers. Professor Brian Vickers is a big cricket fan, but more than that, he knows a little bit more about Shakespeare than he does about cricket, I am told. And I'm going to ask him now why he can possibly come up with this crazy theory that Shakespeare, the bard, the living legend, the man who invented modern literature... Unlikely to be a living legend, <laughs> no, I would not think. Really, it was only no. 2003. <laughs> it is amazing that he does sound exactly the same. I wonder yeah, why yeah, that yeah. is. Here's Andrew McKenna now introducing a tennis update. And it's safe to say the technology has come on a bit in the intervening 20 years. And Kirsten, again, the outlook looks bleak. It does. The schedule is really in disarray. <laughs> West Open, we've had two days of rain and more today. <laughs> we are 13 matches behind including nine fourth-round matches. And with showers expected tomorrow morning, the tournament is really in danger of spilling over to next Monday. <laughs> Fantastic. We've still got the same phone system. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we have. have. I think we have. Just changed the plug on it. Here's Mike Parry again. I think your porky perfection. Allow me to request a prompt reply, Angelica from Chesterfield. Now, I bet you couldn't read that email and get the pronouncement right, and get the pronunciation right. You can get the word pronunciation right, Mike. You couldn't. No. Just time for a quarter to breakfast now. And that, that's what I think is uh, my fear. OK, yeah. Paul, let's go to Bolton and Dave. Hiya, Dave. Morning. Morning. Is that, is that Dave from Bolton, yeah? Yeah. yeah. No, you're right, Dave sorry, from Bolton. <laughs> no. no, you're Mike. Exactly. Um, so there we are. And finally, uh, for reasons that aren't entirely clear, uh, on this mini-disc from 2003, uh, is this recording of Mike Parry 
singing Paint It Black with a Rolling Stones tribute band. Now, I think they did an OB somewhere, a sponsored OB, and while they were oh, there, they yeah, got a I band think it was along. At the uh, New Market or something on a was Friday it? night, something like one of those. They maybe, got yeah. a band along, and Mike, you know, somehow, a couple of glasses in, got himself mm. on the stage mm. and and uh, played the part uh, of Mick Jagger. So, uh, as you can imagine, it's probably about as good as you'd expect. A no from me, I'm afraid. <laughs> there we are. Um, maybe we should put the full version. We'll put the full version on the podcast today. If you want to listen to three minutes of that, it's not Lord help minutes. you. But if you do, oh, we'll put the full version on the ATSH and J podcast. That'll kill it off. You can cut that off as well. You can turn that off at you. So there we are. There's some. Uh, it was a very aggressive singing style. A bit Lena Lovich, wasn't it? That's one for the teenagers. Um, so anyway, there's Mike <laughs> Parry sings. Back. Still Let's just going. Have it as a bed right through the whole show. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> anyway, we're talking rugby very shortly and a bit of Chelsea as well. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. That song by Mike Parry was put out uh, as a record to raise money for charity. I remember oh, yes, buying it right, since yeah. then. I mean, it sounded like it was a lot. I take that. There wasn't a one take. Very charitable. It was the days before <laughs> auto-tune. Um, uh, and Hammer says, great to hear Mike Parry um, bringing us the spirit of the anti-nowhere league to a Rolling Stones <laughs> classic. I know what you mean. So, yeah, a few people. I think he actually recorded that to tr- uh, paint it black. But uh, So th- that was probably the best of a number of uh, vocal performances he tried out on the day. I don't know if it was. It sounded live, didn't What's it? What's the one really? where he, he, pers- he persuaded a young producer who didn't know better to let him sing the whole song when he yeah. was on talk radio? He sang a whole Elvis song. I think it went on for about... There was a young rookie producer and uh, he obviously said no, don't worry I'll sing the whole thing there was no one next to and it oh it really did didn't it it, wasn't it, it took us uh, some very interesting mm. keys that, that he wandered into there's one of my favourite types of letter to the sun today oh, yeah. the, one, the ones I call the add nothing but just tell you what happened mm. uh, yet again this is Susan Walker from Newport yet again the Grand National has a story to tell Sam Whaley Cohen won on 50 to 1 shot Noble Yates what a way for the amateur jockey to end his career What's the point of that letter? Who didn't know that? <laughs> Honestly, know. Susan, don't bother. We all knew. And uh, but although Peter Gorman, he's not happy. He's not happy oh. with the uh, Academy. Oh yeah, the American Film Academy says oh, yeah. uh, Will Smith's ten-year ban from the Oscars is simply ridiculous. Mm. It needs to be reduced. It's not football. Can you appeal? <laughs> exactly. Go, go on appeal. Rock up in a suit and uh, get it down to about five years on appeal. It does. It does seem unlikely. Seems unlikely. Um, it looks like some of our South African listeners are trying to help us out with the pronunciation uh, oh, yeah. of uh, the South African golfer you were struggling with yes. a little bit earlier well, on. I did, I did get the official pronunciation. Well, I, no, I think it's one. Of, I think all those apps do sometimes is just pronounce them phonetically. The best thing you can do if you're looking to do that is to go to sort of a, a golf website where he spoke to them mm. you know you've got more chance but um 
Poseidon Hot is one that's come from Waza. And I don't know if that's much better than the one you've got. What was the one that you had, Andy? Have you got that for? Bazidenhut. Bazidenhut. Yeah, um, bless you. Yeah, I think most people are getting close, but not quite as close as that. And uh, we mentioned earlier on about uh, Chelsea are laying on a £7.95... Um, <clears throat> Uh, cauliflower cauliflower buffalo cauliflower wings and some celery that you can buy as part of a vegan option and we wondered if you've tried on some if you've tried some good football I've tried food tried it on yeah, you I went tried the club it. shop yeah, you've tried it on tried on the cauliflower uh, good uh, football food around the world chocolate covered bacon at the baseball in Denver even sent a picture of that well you know the Americans they do like a bit of They'll put a bit of bacon and pancakes oh, with no. maple syrup, won't they? Mm. they? They like a bit of sweet and savoury. Wolves fans who went to race Rovers against our broth. This is uh, one of the listeners. Pre-game steak pie, so good that I had another at half-time. Wow, oh, that must have been good. good yeah. Yeah, Best I've ever had, says Greg. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show, as we promised there in that uh, clips montage. Um, we're going to uh, bring you the whole of that live version of the oh, no. Mike Parry song, Paint It Black. So uh, for masochists out there, thanks for listening. I'm back with Charlie tomorrow. I do hope you can join us from uh, one. Um, Andy will be back on Wednesday. But for now, take it away, Mike Parry. I see a red door and I want it painted black. No more girl anymore. I want them painted black. I, 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 I see the girls go by dressed in their summer clothes. I Jacob's Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.